Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Chris Latore. I'm your host of issue 17 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for following us on the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. Thanks for writing into my personal email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. And of course, thank you for looking at our website, sunspotscomics.com and zombiedestroyers.com. Zombie Destroyers is coming along well, soon to be a webcomic done the final kind of writing, the character development, etc. So that will be coming soon to a website near you, zombiedestroyers.com. Check it out. Well, this week is just an XXXL podcast because there's just, it's mostly chocked full of comic book news articles that made me feel warm and fuzzy. It just warmed my nerd heart. And so it's just jammed with them this week. Which was kind of cool. Sometimes there's like no comic book news that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And then this week was the most. A record. First time ever. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. Let's actually start with that. Let's. There's actually 11, not 5, comic book feel-good factoid freebies. So let's jump right in. So number one of 11 of the comic book feel-good factoid freebies is a birthday and an exhibit. Mr. Jack Kirby, the king, King Kirby, he would be 98 years old. Can you believe that? He actually died in 1994. But Jack Kirby, the king, the man that is responsible for doing art of all the iconic, iconic Marvel characters and DC characters you can pretty much think of. I don't have to go into those. You know who Jack Kirby is, but... Um, happy birthday to you. We miss you. Thank you for everything you did to contribute to the world of comic books and making it what it is today. That being said, he's actually having an exhibit at Cal State University of Northridge, which I'm going to go to. This weekend was the, like, Saturday was the curator talk, like the public reception. There was a panel discussion on Saturday, and it looks like there was 42,000 people that attended this, so I I had to to just bow out of that part of it, but I'm definitely going to go to this exhibit at CSUN. It's there till October 10th, and it actually sort of highlights, it looks like his older work and sci-fi work with more than a hundred pieces. I can't wait. Um, I didn't know that he was actually a Thousand Oaks resident. resident kind of an interesting fact there that he was uh, born Jacob Kurtzberg to an Austrian Jewish immigrant parents and uh, kind of interesting. Lived in New York most of his life but um, before he passed away he, was in, he lived in Thousand Oaks. But I can't wait to go to this. It looks fantastic. They already show a little snippet of like a maybe 12 foot from ceiling to floor picture that he that he drew that's just iconically beautiful. I can't wait to go put my eyes on this. So check it out. Cal State University Northridge until October 10th. The King on display. Happy birthday. The second part of the story is actually, or the second of my 11 comic book feel-good factoid freebies, is honoring Otto Binder. A lot of people don't know Otto Binder, but he's a com- like basically a forgotten comic book genius. He would be 104 uh, today. Uh, it's his birthday. He'd be 104 years old. He's He basically helped put DC on the map before it was even DC Comics. He was with a company called Fawcett Comics, where he sort of helped with some unknown characters, Bullet Man, Golden Arrow, El Karim, but 
1941, he started writing. He didn't basically create, but he started writing Captain Marvel. And from 1941 to 1953, he wrote 986 stories of Captain Marvel, which in total is almost 60% of the entire 1,743 total stories. Thank you, Comics Alliance, by the way, for putting out this fantastic article. So check that out. You know, a nice uh, tribute to Mr. Otto Binder, who would be 104 years old. Really, you know, his contribution to Captain Marvel really put... I mean, Superman on the map. He even wrote Superman for a while. So an important character. I wasn't the biggest reader of Captain Marvel sort of over the years, but I enjoyed it from from time to time here and there. And he was responsible for the heart of it, really, and how they continued to write that character. So thank you, Otto Binder, for your contributions to the wonderful world of comic books. 104 years old you would be today. So thank you. We appreciate everything you've done. And the number three feel-good factoid freebie story actually comes from The Guardian, and it's titled, Comic Book Teaches Children How to Become Startup Superheroes. So I'm like, what does that mean, startup superheroes? To actually become superheroes? No. What the artists and writer Russell Gayushev, Gayushev, I'm so sorry, Russell, and David Kiev, they are the founders of Your Comic Book Story. It aims to help prepare youngsters to become entrepreneurs. I thought, well, that's different. They have a unique little twist, and they're putting out this on Kickstarter. I'll, I'll share the articles, by the way. I'll st- I'm going to start sharing all the, all the articles so that you can just kind of see them on my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, etc., so you can just follow up and take a look at these articles, because I like to find the, the hard-to-find stuff, the different stuff, the twisty stuff. So anyway, they created this sort of looking for the demographic of younger kids, say up to like you know 8 to 12 years old, about not just how to create their own business, but they believe that this comic will help them learn skills like help them with life paths and and solving uh, creative problems, uh, to help them become innovators, to show them the ability to take responsibility for things, time management, financial literacy, and so much more. So that's just, uh, I love it, that it's just different. It's a twist. It's helping kids with kind of understanding business. Maybe they want to create their own business. Maybe they just want to be financially savvy and sound. And this, uh, this comic book is designed for that. So it's on Kickstarter. So I'll provide the uh, link for that. And that's the third. And the fourth uh, comic book feel-good factoid freebie story is uh, from the smmirror.com. And it highlights a comic book store in Santa Monica that uh, called Heidi Ho. <laughs> I like that title. Adds a comedy night, a comedy stand-up night. I'm going to attend this. Uh, the, fir- the next one coming up is September 3rd, it looks like. And there's there are stand-up comics that are focused upon uh, the uh, the world of comic books. So I can't wait to hear that twist of sort of nerd comedy fun. I'm wondering how inside it's all going to be, or if if I say bring my wife, will she still have a ball with it? But I, I think that's just so cool. When I have a comic book store, I'm going to have comedy night. I think that's just way cool. I spent some time working at the Improv in Brea for a while, uh, while I was sort of in between jobs, and met a lot of comics, stand-up comics, and got to actually do a little stand-up comedy. So I love it. I was in the realm for a long period. I think it was there almost two years, or a year and a half, something like that. 
And I learned a lot about the world of comedy, and I think that comic books and stand-up comedy brought together, I can't wait to see what that's really like. I mean, it's been, that's something that's been, not new, it's been going on for quite a while, but I haven't spent a lot of time, you know, listening to that realm of stand-up comedy. So, check it out. Heidi Ho, Santa Monica, it's Thursday, September 3rd, that there will, the event is free. They accept donations, but there's going to be stand-ups in a comic book store. And you can actually, they're going to open the doors early, so I guess you can kind of fart around the store a little bit. I like that. You know, grab some grab some floppies, maybe a trade paperback or something, a pop-up toy, and then sit down and watch some stand-up comedy. So very, very cool. So that's the uh, the fourth. The fifth is uh, we're going to take a little trip into the land down under. That was English. Into the land down shrimp on the barbie. I don't know, I can't really do Australian. <laughs> Good day, mate. Great white shack. There, that's my, I can, that's my best, right there. Part of my Australian accent is just saying "great white shark." So one more time, great white shark. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> well, this is from AJP.com. National Superhero Week takes off. So way to go, Australia! It says thousands of superheroes will next week take over workplaces and schools around the country with more than 200 organizations registered for National Superhero Week, August 31st, that's starting tomorrow, to September 4th, to raise funds to fight muscular dystrophy. So that's just cool. It, it, the article goes to highlighting how it's, comic books have been just steadily rising in Sydney and in various cities throughout Australia, and this says here that one in 600 Australians have a form of muscular dystrophy, and this is just a charitable foundation donation set up um, in the realm of comic books to help with with multiple dis- uh, this this horrible muscular dystrophy disease. So that's just very cool. Australia doing it right. And there, there's people all dressed up and cosplay stuff going all over the place uh, with, from, from churches and, and hospitals and various organizations. I just think that's just way cool. And the money's going to a good cause. So very, very cool. We should be doing stuff like that. We being America. Come on now. Anyway, <laughs> way to go, Australia. And my next one up, I don't know where I am. I think that's number, f- that was maybe we're at five or six. I don't know. Anyway, a few more to go is from Westworld.com. And Ilya Kowalchuk gets graphic with Pop Culture Classroom. So ultimately, and again, I'll share the link on this. He's creating this $50 workshop where all the reading material, which is all comic books, is available for free on their site. There are a bunch of teachers that got together in designing this, this, this class that highlights how to create a comic book. Um, again, it's uh, kind of for elementary school level or even older, up to, say, 12 years old or so, middle school. And uh, Mr. Olchuk was a middle school teacher, and he's actually trying to get this curriculum into public schools, so he's working on that. And he even has the Denver Comic Con that will be contributing money uh, to his this nonprofit charitable organization creating this curriculum for for he's what he's trying to get into into classrooms. So very cool. The whole world of comics. There's a little quote in here saying that he didn't know how it would go when he is has a class that where he brings his Xbox and comic books into the class. But it's starting to take off here from what it sounds like, and I think that's rather interesting and a little different. And he's trying to get it integrated into public schools, which is very bold, very cool, very different. So good luck, Mr. Kowalchuk. Kowalchuk. Again, sorry, <laughs> but I'll share that article. You'll see that very soon. And the next one is kind of cool, something I'm looking into. It's an app. It's a website called Hoopla. 
And Hoopla is partnering with public libraries to allow you to read comic books for free. You have it, it has sort of a checkout and recheckout sort of process on the app. I'm just starting to play with it, but I wanted to highlight it that they just added a whole bunch of image comics. They added all the Walking Dead volumes 1 to 23. They added the his, Robert Kirkman's Invincible s- series and even uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn comics. So they just added a whole bunch of image. Image, uh, very nice of them to contribute these comics to be read for free on this app. I'm trying to find out if it links to Los Angeles libraries. I hope it does, but I'm still in the registration process. You do have to have your library card (laughs) and the number. I tried to just set this up and it asked for that and I don't have my library card number. I called the library. They were like, um, shh, by the way, quiet. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking too loud. They're like, just come in and you can get your library card number and then register it for Hoopla. So you do have to have your library card. You have to be registered at the library. You do have to have a library card number. And then you can join the Hoopla world. So very cool that they added a bunch of image. I'm in. I want to put my eyes on a lot of this. And it's free. And it kind of has that library-like feel to it. And who knows? Maybe I'll walk into one of those library things. It's crazy. And they still have those. Okay, number eight. It's from sploid.gizmodo.com. What it's like for a parent to raise a superhero kid. So this is pretty cool. This is a artist uh, and writer. Her name is Nicole. She decided to... She's a single parent, and she decided to write a comic on what it would be like to be a single parent raising a child that has superpowers. So they did a little short video. They did an actual comic book and webcomic and hard copy comic which is very cool. And it's, again, sort of a twist. I love the twist of the world of comics, whereas this is based on her real life and, and her son's real life. Her son's Dion. So Nicole and Dion. Cool name. Like, even superhero-ish like, right? Well well picked. And that's a kind of a, an interesting take, I think. Uh, they, you never really see that kind of side of it, I guess. Especially from, like, a single-parent perspective of how to raise a kid. There's even, like, this little YouTube video where he's using his mind to play with his food, and he has like his milk and his cereal floating in front of him just by using his mind, his mind powers, mind bullets. Anyway, so I thought that's pretty cool. Check it out. I'll put the link there, and you, I think you can see the digital part of it for free on the website, but you can even buy a hard copy for four bucks. Kind of cool. Nicole and Dion. Dion? Dion? I don't know. Maybe it's just Dion. Sorry, (laughs) but I'll put a link to there. Thank you for sharing that story. Number nine was just a heartwarming story that brought a little mistiness to my eyes. It's from dailymail.co.uk. Artist father transforms wheelchair-bound daughter, who's nine years old, into a crime-fighting comic book superhero to inspire disabled children. Emily White, nine years old, was born with spina bifida and is in a wheelchair, and her father, who's an artist, Dan, way to go, Dan, wrote a comic book to show that she can do anything. He hopes the cartoons will help tackle the stigma that surrounds disabled children. Emily and her father... There's a picture here that just chokes me up. She's adorable little nine-year-old girl, and here's the dad who's who's drawn this comic for his daughter, and uh, it, it's just heartwarming and beautiful. He's 43-year-old guy that decided to do this. He's loved comic books all his life. From this article here, and he's decided to dedicate this comic book to to help uh, to people of uh, with disabilities. And it shows their sort of story, and shows her as a baby who just looks adorable, and. 
he's kind of inspired by Professor Xavier of the X-Men, and it's just a really heartwarming story, and I love it, and you should put your, uh, you should put your eyes on it and look at it, and it's really well done. I'll put the link there. And that's, uh, I don't know, 9 or 10. Anyway, number 10. Next one is, uh, no, that's 11. That's it. (laughs) That's all of them. I lost count and all that. But um, they were all good. And I'll put the links there. And I can't tell you how I thought, well, maybe I'll just put four on now and five later or split them up. But no. The whole idea, in case I never shared this before, of the feel-good factoid freebies is that they're current. They, it's it's what the news of the week. It's what I've seen that week that makes me feel good. So I like to keep it current for all of you guys, and not talk about something that's you know weeks and weeks old. So those were actually all the eleven. I hope you enjoyed them. I love them. I'm looking back at them. I have all of them bookmarked, and I'm reading them again. Um, I want to spend more time on the very last one uh, with the uh, with the dad and the disabled young girl. So it's just all, it, it was all good this week. So I hope it warms your heart. I hope it keeps that nor that nerd warm heart of, in, in your heart of hearts, whatever that means, heart of hearts. But, um, there you go. There's the 11 feel good factoid freebies, not five. <laughs> anyway, I want to, uh, jump on the lunchbox, jump on the soapbox for just a second, if I will. And talk about uh, something that was interesting here. This is from movieplot.com. It says, wait, this superhero lunchbox was banned for that? So ultimately, this elementary school girl was given a note from her principal teacher, who knows, that she believed that the Wonder Woman lunchbox that, one lunchbox that she has uh, is, it violates the school policy about violent characters. They've defined Wonder Woman as a violent character who solves problems with violence. And the article points out a couple of interesting things that our country is sort of based on people that have solved problems with violence, whether you like it or not. It, it, it's the truth. George Washington, Winston Churchill, goes on and on and on. People that have had to solve problems in this country with violence. Well, these are fictitious characters, and this is a strong female character that has done nothing but inspire women, I believe, and and actually, you know, added their piece into the mix, you know, to allow women to have their voice. And it's uh, sad that it's come to this. And I guess this politically correct sort of weird world we're living in. Right. Um, But I think it's ridiculous. I don't know. In my opinion, I just say, Hey, it's fictitious. It's fictitious. It's a female character that's strong. um, That would maybe inspire little girls to be strong and to, and she carries a lasso of truth, forcing people to talk, you know, speak the truth. (laughs) And I don't know. It, it to me, it just seems silly that they would act. And there's a physical letter here that they've copied up. You know, they've covered up who it's from, etc. But um, I just thought that's that's just not cool. But what do you think about that? I don't know. I'd like to hear your opinions. It it seems like this one can definitely go a couple of ways. You know, um, I can see the side. I can understand the side of both, but of both sides of it. But I, I I just think it's it's not right. It's a lunchbox, and it's a little girl that just wants to have a a pink and colorful lunchbox. And they've they've told her she can't bring it to school. I don't know. Write me at Chris at sunspots dot sunspotscomics.com about how you feel about that, or you know, hit me up on any of the social media stuff. So anyway, that's my little soapbox moment. I'll get down from the from standing on that lunchbox because it's because I probably squished it with my heaviness. <laughs> anyway, hope you like that. And before I get into my top three picks of the week. I wanted to quickly discuss something that I really enjoyed and loved, and it was for my sister-in-law, Monica. Hi! It was for her birthday. She had a Groupon gathering 
um, where it was supposed to be like an all-girls night thing, and they had some cancellations, and they prepaid for them. And so the wife was like, hey, why don't you join us? And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, you could be the designated driver so they could drink some wine. <laughs> I'm like, sure, fine. And so, yeah, I went to this girls' night thing, and it was a paint the night. It was where they had acrylic paints, and they were all supposed to sit around and draw a peacock. And mostly using like blues and whites and stuff. And they let me, uh, they asked me to join the painting as well. So I did. I was like, what the heck? And at one point, the teacher that was teaching the class said, you don't have to draw this peacock. And I was like, sweet, I'm drawing Batman. Maybe Spider-Man. Maybe uh, Superman. Oh, there's just so many. And I was like, well... I just We started drawing like a moon, and the next thing you know, I turned it into a sunset. And I'll probably post a picture of this. And uh, I was the only one to do something weird like that that went off uh, <laughs> the beaten path. And I really enjoyed it. I've never really... Yeah, I don't have the artistic talent. I wasn't born with it. I wish I was. But I smeared some paints and drew like a weird little sunset. I'm sure it's very... It's very adolescent. Um, I'll share it. What the heck? And uh, please be kind. <laughs> but um, it was fun. And I enjoyed it. And I wish I had that artistic talent. And then the, my wife, Patsy, drew a little mermaid. So she went off, off, veered off the road as well of their peacock drawing. And so it was just cool. We, we just got lost in the paint, as they told you to do. And it was so much fun. So if you ever get a chance, paint some stuff. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Very therapeutic just kind of a stress reliever and i really really enjoyed it i know that's off the off the path of comic books but i thought i'd just share that a friend of mine recently said they loved in my podcast hi friend you know who you are that they loved in the podcast when i got personal and just talked about stuff that i enjoyed because i'm passionate about stuff so there you go put some paint on some canvas and draw some things even if you can't it's a lot of fun (laughs) so let's get into it the top Three comic book picks of New Comic Book Day, August 26th, Wednesday. One of my favorite day of the week. And it was only seven. There were only seven comic books, small. But I actually had a difficult time picking out the top three out of these seven because they were all really good. I got to say, Fight Club was the comic book cover winner. Uh, Fight Club number two, issue number four. It's a watercolor painting of like this bride with actual like lace put onto the picture and then it has sort of a, I don't know Picasso look to half of her face whether she's beaten or and she, or it's just a this person's rendition of a of a weird looking bride but check that out if you get a chance that was the cover winner anyway of the week but the uh, the top 3 were really stood out and really uh, I love them and I can't wait to see it's there some of them that are kind of like close to the end so I'm excited to see where these will go. But anyway, uh, let's break it down. The top three picks of the week. Coming in at number three was Spread by Image Comic, issue number nine, by Justin Jordan, Kyle Strom, and Philippe Sobrero. And the cover shows sort of a funeral-like situation. Flowers around our character nose head, but he's wielding both axes. And it says, no problem. <laughs> his name is no really that's all he says is no but in this world there's this crazy virus that is all over the world killing people but a good portion of people are immune and it starts off because the world is twisted the world is messed up of course it's image comics and they start off with a sort of event where they want a young looks like kindergartner to fight this gruesome dog it looks like they're betting on it so very there's no dialogue on this splash page 
and you're like, okay, this is setting the tone. Crazy. So you throw this crazy looking dog in there with this like this maybe five year old kid wanting him to fight to the death. And it looks like they're going to have this massive fight. But the young boy puts his hand out and the dog sees that he's friendly and they have kind of a, a warm moment. And then whack, they're like, you ain't fighting. Get in there and fight each other. Well, it doesn't happen. And so they go tell the boss, who is a new character, that, yeah, it ain't happening. The two ain't fighting each other, Mr. Merriweather. So then we cut back to, that's just the introduction of it. They cut back to our main characters who are have been overrun by this group, by this man, who is... Uh, crazy looking character like a red turban on his head and he's got this gnarly looking beard and he runs uh he has all these children that follow his his lead he's like their father figure of these adopted crazy kids and they want to rob them they want to rob our main characters uh no and uh the baby that the baby has the ability to sort of kill the virus with the baby's saliva and tears and blood which could save the entire world but they're but no is sort of unconscious he's been injured and they are looking to rob them, looking to take things from them, and it's a tense moment. You can feel the tension here. And they break away from that scene of them exchanging to a grizzly bear that takes on the virus. And this is just a two-page spread, no dialogue whatsoever. The browns and reds, the contrast here, just really stands out in this snow, um, mountainy hillside that they're, they're fighting it out. And then when the when the grizzly bear bites the virus, like this yellow pus spews out of it. It's just gnarly and gross and and beautiful all at the same time. And you're like, go grizzly bear, come on, take the virus, you got it, get him. And the virus wins, ish. <laughs> so as the as the grizzly lays down in defeat and haw, and you like growls and roars into the night that he's he's won this battle with the virus yeah biting the virus isn't good and it takes over the bear and then these little bubble flying bubble bear monster blood virus things pop into the air (laughs) just crazy so that's where i'll leave that one i won't spoil the ending but uh it's just well done number three spread and my number two was surface tension. I was looking at my, on sunspots.com, uh, sunspotscomics.com, on uh, my link that I post here, the uh, on my top five picks of the week. I, I list here all my top picks, and I was looking back onto my very first podcast, it looks like, uh, Wednesday, twenty the May 27th, and surface tension number one was my number two pick of the week. So this is uh, the number two pick of the week again um, for this week. And surface tension... Number four, it looks like this is only going to be five, so this is the right before the end. This is that story where the ocean calls all of the this, this strange alien coral, calls all the humans to the ocean, and kills everyone, basically, leaving only about 1% left. Of course, it's it's uh, this is actually Titan Comics, but still, they're on the realm of, world ain't pretty, and uh, it's got to be rectified, and people got to go. I don't know why I'm throwing all the southern accent down here today. I don't know. Sorry. South. But anyway... This is written in and drawn by Jay Gunn. Way to go, Jay, because it's gorgeous. It, it, it uses a really light-toned pastel look to the entire comic, which it's uh, it adds a strange like feeling of brightness to this uh, kind of gloomy, crazy situation. But the Earth's been cleaned because they this this alien coral calls all the people to the ocean and uses all their DNA to clean the Earth. 
And so the earth looks beautiful and gorgeous and the greens and the, and the ocean and the coral and the, and the fish. It's just like the earth is reborn. It's like it goes back to an era before we were all here to mess it up. But this is like a right before the end story. This is really getting good. You finally get some more sort of explanation as to why there's two people that walked out of the ocean and they're sort of the anomaly. They're sort of the chosen ones um, by the origin of the virus originally was one particular human was the first person to jump into the coral and he actually sort of integrated with its mind and he is living, he's the ghost in the machine, ultimately. He's living within the, the alien virus to sort of undermine it. And he, he's the one that created those anomaly two people that came, that walked out of the ocean, the only two people to ever do it. And it's all part of this coup, this takeover that they, you know, he wants the, the heart of the ghost in the machine, which is very cool drawn. It's like the shell face looks kind of like a, I don't know, like a hockey mask. And he is trying to find a way to actually destroy the virus. The earth, it's been cleaned. They've done their thing, but they want to completely wipe humans out is what their mission is. And he's trying to leave what little humans are left on the earth. And I tell you, it's just so gorgeously drawn. Uh, pick this up. Go ahead and buy it. There's this monster that the virus set loose like a, like a beast crazy looking yellow eyes that come out of it and just like this walking piece of coral with all these spiky edges very cool the way that bad guy's drawn it's no name for it but i tell you there's a there's a sort of punisher like guy in here crew cutty uh, guy that that decides he's just going to sacrifice himself to take this beast out and uh just loads himself up with dynamite and is like eat me he's like come on connect with me you bastard and he gets thrown into the belly of the of the beast and ignites the the dynamite and and destroys the demon. So humans are fighting back. They're it's it's coming to now towards the end where everything is sort of explained by that ghost in the machine character and I can't wait to see how this wraps up. So this is just very well done. Surface tension number 4 by Mr. J Gun. And the number 1 pick of the week from IDW Number one of four, James Solace's Drive. And uh, I love the movie with Ryan Gosling. Uh, I remember reading some of the book. I don't think I finished Mr. James Solace's book, Drive, which this inspires me to go back and read it. And he's a, a successful novelist, hasn't really done any comics. And let me tell you, the tone, the look, I mean, it helps when I was listening to the Drive soundtrack as I was playing on this podcast, in case you hadn't noticed. But put the Drive the uh, soundtrack on and listen and read this comic book drive number one and it kind of takes it's a refreshing if you will it it, it wasn't completely a, a new version a new twist a new story a different character it seemed like it was the same character from the movie drive and he is offered an offer that breaks his rules because he's just a driver he just drives you got him from that period of time and that's it anything that goes down in that period of time he's your man but after that you're on your own he sets the rule, he tells them about it, they want to break the rule, they offer him a ridiculous amount of money, he goes home, there's a girl there at the door, very similar to the movie, but the look and tone of this, how they draw LA, I mean, well done, very symmetrically drawn, everything has sort of, sort of very, very strong lines, and I just love the look and feel, the way he uses, like, the way he draws LA, the oranges and pinks and and reds it just it just looks cool and 
has a cool vibe. And when you're listening to the Drive soundtrack, which is amazing, I recommend get that immediately if you don't have it. Just a lot of cool electronic sounds and feel. and just has a real cool vibe to it. It's like Ralph said on the Howard Stern Show. It's like just it's like watching a, a, a an hour and a half long music video that's just cool. And that's kind of what this conveys in the comic as well. So I really enjoyed it. And it's one of four. I wish it would be an ongoing. And what's very cool, of course, is, you know, there's craziness that ensues with this deal he took. And I'm interested to see where that sort of goes. And there's a girl character that jumps into the car with a whole lot of bag of cash, a whole lot of money. And, you know, who's all involved here? We don't quite know yet, but I'm sure it's going to get nuts. But the article in the back had me laughing because there... Well, the first off, there's like a, like a newspaper clipping, which looks very cool and well done. And it ties in pieces of the story together and shows some... Like it's the LA Times, which is cool. I used to work for the LA Times many, many years ago. And then there's an interview after that, which I don't, it doesn't say who interviews Mr. James Solace. And it's weird, their perspective. They're asking him questions, which the answers are funny. They're like, um, so you draw L.A. and your books about L.A. Did you ever live in L.A.? And he's like, no, I never lived in L.A. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, man, the, the driving sequences of this in the book and in the novel and the comic book, have you ever been a stunt driver? He's like, no, no, never been a stunt driver. <laughs> and it's interesting to see that. What I got, what I took away from this interview article at the, at the back was that uh, this guy just completely dreamed it up in his head because he never really lived, lived in L.A., never even really, never even really visited L.A. very much. Um, they ask him, oh, have you, you know, are you a fan of comic books? He's like, sure, and also novels. So he doesn't really even mention any comics he's into. So I don't know, just an interest. Read it. It's I laughed two or three times reading this because the perspective of this interviewer was strange, and all his questions were, were you know, no, I never did any of this stuff. <laughs> it was just weird, but it tickled me pink. If there is such a thing, I don't know what that means really, but um. <laughs> And then there's like driver tips. There's tips from a, a stunt driver on how to how to drive like a crazy person. <laughs> Interesting. Is there a disclaimer on here? Yeah, there is. Don't try this at home. But uh, I, I laughed at the whole. And you know how I love those extra features, the the hidden nuggets after a comic book. So that's why also it was my number one. Just really good. Pick it up. Drive. So that's it. That's the show. That's I. I guess I kind of lied about the XXL size of this. <laughs> I guess it was just the eleven feel good articles that made me think it was going to go on a lot longer. But um, thank you for for joining the podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time with it. And thanks again for following us on the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. And please, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, please write me at chris at sunspotscomics.com, the email. And I promise I will get back to you and I will answer you. But I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week with some more good stuff about comic books. And oh, yeah, and of course, don't you forget. Here is the power of the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I'm gonna show you where it's dark. But have no fear. There's something inside you. But you're still the same
Places around the potential poverty prickin Povish Polish people. Polish people. Polish people.